Another slow start dooms the Islanders as they fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4-2. We have our key takeaways, plus a full preview of tonight's game in Calgary against the Flames. All that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show. Another disappointing performance by the Islanders. and We'll break it all down as they lose to the Edmonton Oilers 4-2. But if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment about something we've talked about, or maybe something you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to interact with Islander fans during game time or any time. So uh, feel free to, to contact me via Twitter anytime you want. All right, let's get down to brass tacks. The big thing for the Islanders as they fall 4-2 to in a game that you know, it may have been four to four to two might be roughly where we're at as far as the you know the score indicating how the game went. But again, you know, we talked about some important things on yesterday's show. What did we say? Number one, Islanders can't keep getting off to slow starts. What did they do? Again, in the first period, it looked like the Islanders were skating on quicksand while the Oilers were skating on ice. And the shots on goal in the first period were 17-4 to in favor of the Oilers. And let's face it, you are not going to be in a lot of games when you're being outshot 17-4 to in the first 20 minutes, especially on the road and especially against a talented team like the Edmonton Oilers who have so many offensive weapons. Then, what was one of the other things we said about the Islanders. Can't go into the penalty box. Oilers have the most dangerous power play, top-ranked power play 
in the league. Well, guess what? In the first seven minutes and 57 seconds of this game, the Islanders already gave up two power play chances. Leon Dreisaitl cashed in on the second one, and the Islanders were down one to nothing. And then, making it worse, special teams continue to hurt the Islanders. They give up a shorthanded goal, and they're down two to nothing at the first intermission. And yeah, you know, Matthew Barzal, hey, what is it, five straight games now with a goal for Barzi. He has 11 goals on the season. And I like Barzi 2.0, who's shooting the puck more and doing well. But honestly, that's as close as the Islanders ever got. And you never got the feeling even when Cal Clutterbuck scored the second Islander goal in the last minute of the second period, they were down 4-2 to two heading into the third. You never got the feeling that this Islanders team was really threatening to get back in this game. And maybe the only time you could say that there was this little glimmer of hope, Ryan Nugent Hopkins off for slashing a minute and a half into the third period, Islanders get a power play chance, and you're like, hey, if the power play can connect, we're within a goal, we've got momentum. No, nothing. The power play continues to underwhelm, and that's, I think, putting it nicely. Uh, they were a minus one again today, giving up a shorthanded goal, not producing any offense on the power play. When you got two power play goals in, what, your last 35 chances, give or take, you aren't going anywhere. And again, you're trying to play an explosive team like Edmonton with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. If you don't take advantage of those limited power play opportunities that you get, you're going to be challenged, especially on the road, to try to overcome uh, the the talent and the speed and the explosiveness of the Oilers. And realistically, you know, it was good to see the Islanders get Cal Clutterbuck back, and he was activated off the IR before this game started, got the goal, seven hits, so Clutter had himself a, a typical Cal Clutterbuck kind of a game. But uh, again... Where was the offense? And, you know, there was one point where the the Islanders forwards just did not have great games. Anthony Bavillier, zero shots on goal. J.G. Pajot, zero shots on goal. Brock Nelson, who was named to the All-Star team, and congratulations to Brock, one shot on goal. Anders Lee, one shot on goal. You have... You know, how many of your top forwards are that? Is that with one or less shots on goal? You had Barzal with four. And that was, you know, as far as forwards go, no one else had more than two. And who had two shots on goal among the forwards? Clutterbuck, Martin, and Atu Ratu, who was only on the ice for seven and a half minutes. And, uh... You know, was playing on the fourth line kind of still. So you're looking at uh, your top nine forwards 
with the exception of Matthew Barzal, who had four shots to lead all Islanders players, just not getting enough offense done, and the skating was too slow. We knew coming into this game, we're going up against an Edmonton Oilers team that has speed and mobility and skill. You can't come out in a game like that and and be in slow motion. You know, the it just looked like the Islanders were skating at 33 and a third RPM, and the Oilers were skating at 45 RPM. And, you know, okay, that's an album reference for those of you who might be too young to know what that is, a little vinyl. But all joking aside, you know, this team doesn't have enough speed up and down its lineup to really go out there and and compete with, we saw it against the Devils earlier in the season, we saw it against the Oilers tonight, we've seen it unfortunately, a few other times as well. And, you know, again, I think it comes down to effort. Lane Lambert has to figure out, and sooner rather than later, how to get this team ready to play from the first opening face-off when the puck is dropped. You can't wait until the second period or the third period. Heck, you can't even give up the first half of a period. Five minutes. Why? Why? This Islanders team is not super talented top to bottom on the roster when you compare them to other NHL teams. But the one thing they always did under Barry Trotz was outwork other teams. And that was one of the secrets to their success. You get outshot 17-4 in the first period. And in the game, 38-22. You give up 38 shots to a talented Oilers team on the road, and you only take 22 shots, you ain't winning too many games. You're just not. And watching this team sort of fall down, down, down in their effort is very, very discouraging. So anyway, we have got more to discuss on today's episode. The Islanders will be in Calgary tonight. We have a full preview of that game and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year, and if you're like me, when and where you want to eat healthier, you don't want to compromise taste, I have got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And listen to some of these flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. One of them is better than the other. And the macros are amazing, just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar per bar, but they pack a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now, you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box of Built Bars there. So, what are you waiting for? Go to Built.com or Walmart or Sam's Club and get the best-tasting protein bar Built Bar today.
Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make sure to check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL Draft, plus NHL Draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You know... I wanted to just mention the whole Brock Nelson thing and congratulations to Brock on being named to the All-Star game and or All-Star weekend, I should say, because it's not just one game. And look, Nelson leading the team in goals with 15, second on the team with points with 38. Totally understand why he would be picked. Obviously, Matthew Barzal who leads the team with 40 points, would have been, in my mind, just as good, if not a better pick in some ways than Nelson. And to me, the other player who I think really deserved it, Ilya Sorokin. I mean, I'm looking at an article on the score uh, earlier today, and they named Sorokin as the second leading candidate for the Vesna Trophy. Only you know, behind the Bruins goaltenders who are just playing so outstanding. How can you not have Sorokin on the team? Now they're going to vote for uh, other places. Barzi, Sorokin, and Anders Lee, I believe, uh, are on the ballot. So you can go to NHL.com and vote. But boy, Ilya Sorokin not being named to the All-Star team, in my mind, is more than a little bit of a snub. Anyway, the Islanders don't have a lot of time to get upset and brood about this loss to Edmonton. They close out this four-game road trip in Calgary against the Calgary Flames. Uh, Calgary right now in fourth place in the Pacific Division. They are uh, one point ahead of Edmonton. Uh, 18-14-7 overall on the season, but they're a very different kind of a team than the Edmonton Oilers. 19th in the league in goals scored, just a little below the middle of the league. 16th in goals against, that does put them in the middle of the league. Their penalty kill is good. 9th in the league, they kill 81.6% of their uh, opponent's power play chances, but the PK... I mean, but the power play, just 26th in the league. They're right around where the Islanders are, 18.9% success rate. So a little bit of a break there. Uh, The goaltenders, uh, Markstrom is the starter. He is 12, 10, and 4, 279 goals against average, only an 895 save percentage, a little bit of a disappointing start for him. He really starts two out of every three games, and Daniel uh, Vladar is the backup, 6-4-3, and three, a 2.83 goals against average, and a 9.05 save percentage. So they seem to play better and more confidently in front of Markstrom. Some familiar names on this team, uh, Elias Lindholm leading the team with 35 points, the leading goal scorer, Tyler Toffoli, with 15. He's second in points with 31. And then a player who was, you know, rumored to possibly be an Islander this offseason, Nazem Kadri. He's third on the team with 29 points, second on the team with 14 goals, leads the, the Flames with seven goals on the power play. And 
has 13 power play points to lead the team. Uh, again, the Flames, uh, you know, winners of two of their last three, lost their last game, which was uh, played back on Tuesday when they lost in Winnipeg by a 3-2 to two score. But overall, uh, you know, the Flames are not a team to be trifled with, and they really are uh, a, a team who the Islanders, yeah, they did beat them uh, back at the UBS Arena in overtime, a 4-3 comeback win back on November 7th. But uh, the Islanders going to need a, a better effort in Calgary to replicate that. You can't get those comebacks all the time, and that is something the Islanders have to learn. Unfortunately, the Flames, like I said, they're going to have uh, you know two full days off in between games. Islanders playing a back-to-back. Uh, Elias Lindholm is the top-line center for the Flames. Dylan Dubé and Tyler Toffoli on his wings. Kadri, the second-line center, with Milan Lucic and Jonathan Huberdeau on either side of him. Uh, Mikhail, uh, Michael Backlund centers Andrew Maggiapani uh, and Blake Coleman on the third line. And then Adam Rizika and is the fourth-line center. Radim Zahorna and Trevor Lewis flank him. On defense, Noah Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson are the top pair. Mackenzie Wieger, former uh, Florida Panther, and Chris Tanev are the second pair. And then Michael Stone and Nikita Zadorov are the third pair. We mentioned the goaltenders, Markstrom and Vladar. Oliver Killington on IR. Brett Ritchie listed right now as day-to-day. So we will see. Uh, if he is once again available. The thing about the Flames, they are a bigger team, a more physical team than the Oilers were and the Islanders. I I think the Islanders may be a little better suited to that, but look, you know there's still some very talented players out there. You know what Kadri can do to Foley, Lindholm, Huberdeau. Uh, This is not a team that you can take lightly And the Islanders cannot afford to do that. They're going to have to come out and skate from the time the puck is dropped in period one. And, you know, I didn't expect, to be honest with you, Lane Lambert in his rookie year as a head coach in the NHL to be as good as Barry Trotz was. Trotz is going to the Hall of Fame. Lambert is just in his first 40 games as head coach of the Islanders. But I I can forgive poor play sometimes, but a lack of effort, a lack of skating, a lack of the the basic fundamental things that this Islanders team needs to do. Unfortunately, that has become a repeated theme for this team far too often this year. And if it doesn't change, I can tell you right now, even when they get healthy, The Islanders will not be able to make the playoffs if they don't correct this dreadful slow start habit that they have built up over the first half of this season. And it's hard to believe that the Islanders are now 40 games into this season. That means that tonight's game in Calgary is the halfway mark of the 2022 2023 season and right now the Islanders are on pace for 92 points 
I don't know if that'll be enough to get them into the postseason. Obviously, a win, and they're on pace for 94 points, which is a little better of a chance at the playoffs. But they're going to have to have a better second half than first if they're going to pull this playoff spot out. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, a Swedish forward who was with the Islanders at the turn of this century. We've got that, plus some more thoughts about last night's game, all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is... The 47th birthday of former Islander center Johan Davidson. Davidson, a native of Sweden, drafted in the second round by the then Anaheim Mighty Ducks in 1994, came to North America for the 98-99 season, played most of that season with the NHL Anaheim Mighty Ducks, and then in the 99-2000 season was dealt to or picked up by the New York Islanders, only played 14 games with the Islanders, two goals, six points, no penalty minutes, and uh, that was it for his NHL career. The following year, he was back in Finland, then in the Swedish Elite League, so only played 83 career NHL games, six goals, 15 points, 16 penalty minutes, one playoff game, it came with the Ducks back in 1999. We look back at Johan Davidson's best game as an Islander at the MCI Center in Washington, D.C. Islanders visiting the Capitals. Kevin Weeks was in goal for the Isles. Olaf Kolzig, only the goalie, in the net for the Caps. And it was the Caps on the board first. Ken Klee, four minutes and 50 seconds into the game. His six from Joe Sacco and Terry Yake. Isles down one nothing, but eight seconds later, Josh Green evens it up for the Isles. His 11th from Brad Isbister and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Johan Davidson. We are tied 1-1. Islanders go to the power play. Uh, future Islander Chris Simon called for roughing, and Brad Isbister makes the Caps pay. His 17th from our Islanders' birthday of the day, Johan Davidson and Kenny Janssen. At 11:21, Isles up by a goal, two to one, and then Johan Davidson, his second of the year, from Ian Herbers and Josh Green at 15:57, three to one Isles. But in the last minute of the period, Terry Yake makes it three to two. His ninth from Jim McKenzie, Isles up by a goal after one period. In the second, the Islanders take too many penalties, and the Capitals make them pay. First with Dave Scatcherd off for hooking. Peter Bondra gets his 20th from Dmitry Miranov and Sergei Gonchar at 10:18, And then later on in the period with Dmitry Nabokov off for high sticking. Chris Simon, his 25th from Glenn Metropolitan and Adam Oates at 17:15, Four three caps after two periods. That's the way the game ended. Kevin Weeks, 34 saves in a losing effort, but... For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Johan Davidson, a goal, two assists, three points. He is a plus two, and he scored on his only shot. He played 18 minutes, 33 seconds in this game. Now, keep in mind, he had six points as an Islander. Three of them came 
in this game. So, Johan Davidson, a, a two-way skating forward for the Islanders in 1999-2000. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I am glad that Cal Clutterbuck is back in the lineup. To me, that is uh, a step in the right direction. He scored in this game, played a Cal Clutterbuck type of game with all the hits that he managed to record. And uh, look, it, it was a solid performance. He tied with Matt Martin uh, and Ryan Pulak with seven hits. And he only did it in 11 minutes and 12 seconds of ice time. The question for me is that when are the Islanders going to get healthy again? And even if they do get healthy again, uh, this team still needs an upgrade in team speed. Team speed is hurting this team in far too many games. And Lou Lamorello has to address it somehow because there are too many guys who are just too slow up and down this lineup. The NHL in you know 2023 is a game of speed, and the Islanders just don't have it right now. Now, Semyon Varlamov will be the goalie, barring a fluky injury between now and tomorrow or tonight. So uh, Varley will be back, Sorokin, didn't play badly. Made some pretty big saves over the course of the game last night. But, uh, uh, you know, they really need Adam Pellick back. Really need to figure out how to get more speed in this lineup. Because even, you know, the injured guys may not be able to add to that equation for this team. And it's something they're going to have to address sooner rather than later. Want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back on Monday. Uh, we will have. Our uh, key takeaways from tonight's game in Calgary. Hopefully some good news about injured players ready to return and a whole lot more. So make sure you join us for that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.